This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Plainly Down a Rabbit Hole, the podcast which hopes to stimulate your interest in whatever subject we happen to be discussing each fortnight and then send you off to Facebook. I can't believe I'm sending people to Facebook. In order to follow up on the various internet links and books and thereby plunging you into a rabbit hole. Each episode... There is also listings of the various pieces of music we've listened to. Now, normally, that's two or three tracks, but this episode, there'll be a bit more music. You may have gathered, because of the quietness, that Lou is not with me today. Her back condition uh, precludes her presence. But I'm pleased to say that while she had to have a little bit of time in hospital and have an operation, she is now on the road to recovery. And I hope that continues, Lou. So, what is the subject today? Well, the subject is about the life and music of one of my all-time favourite artists. So, I am a little biased. Of course, it's a matter of taste and you may not agree with me. Though, I can still think of some very good reasons why this person's music is so very, very good. So, who is it? Well, I've decided I'm going to give you a quiz, a series of eight clues, and I'll leave it to you to work out who it is. You won't get it on clue one, but I'm pretty sure that you will get it at least on clue eight. So, on with the quiz. Clue one. I was born in 1943. Clue two. I am an only child brought up in a rural or semi-rural setting on the Saskatchewan Plains. Clue three. I had polio when I was ten, which unfortunately reoccurred some 30 years later. In fact, health problems of various sorts have been a regular part of my life. Clue number four. While I am best known as a singer-songwriter, I actually consider my paintings to be just as essential to my creative being. Clue five. It is wrong to suggest that I am entirely within the genre of folk music. I have recorded for nearly 40 years, and it's only really the first two or so years that I could really be easily classified, I suppose, in that genre. Clue six. I play predominantly guitar and piano and am self-taught. Clue seven. I'm known for open tunings on the guitar. 
Although self-taught, that's not really the reason for the open tunings. It's because the polio caused weakness in my hands, so this became a solution to the problem of not being able to play standard tunings. So finally, clue eight. Have you guessed me yet? Well, surely the best way to recognise this artist is to hear her. This is a short segment of one of her most popular songs, taken from the 1970 album Ladies of the Canyon. This is The Circle Game. And the seasons, they go round and round And the pains of ponies go up and down We're captive on a carousel Yes, you're right, it's Joni Mitchell, one of the most exceptional singer-songwriters, certainly of her generation, possibly forever. But what makes her so good? Well, I think she has mastery over every dimension of the work that she has created over the years. In terms of musicality, the technical aspects, well... I can't really judge because I know virtually nothing of that area, but I have it on good authority and from various sources that she is indeed an accomplished technical musician. But even so, I can still tell because when you listen to her work, it has depth, complexity, texture. And I'm not really talking there about lyrics. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, This is more to do with her style, the tunes, the rhythms, the phrasing, how she uses a piece of music to soar or dive in accordance with the lyrics. Certainly using open tunings on her guitars have added unusual elements to her tunes and often there's feelings of underlying searching, restlessness, and all of these are common themes in her lyrics. Before I get to talking about her lyrics, though, something else about the open tunings. It's made, actually, her public performances particularly difficult. Joni has used something like 50 different open tunings, so between songs she has to retune her guitar quite frequently. That was until some very bright individual made a guitar for her that is plugged into a box of computerised gadgetry and with the flick of a switch, her guitar is retuned to suit the next song, which must have been a huge relief for Joni Mitchell. And then there's her wonderful lyrics. It's poetry put to music. The fact that she is also a visual artist is obvious from the wonderful use of imagery to paint a picture of the narrative. Here's an example from the 1974 album Caught and Spark. This is People's Parties. 
this party, they've got a lot of style. They've got stamps of many countries. They've got passport smiles. Some are friendly, some are cutting, some are watching it from the wings. Some are standing in the center, giving a get something. Photo beauty gets attention, and her eye paint's running down. She's got a rose in her teeth and a lampshade crown. One minute she's so happy, then she's crying on someone's knee, saying, laughing and crying. You know it's the same release. I told you when I met you I was crazy. Cry for a song, beauty. Cry for Eddie in the corner, thinking he's nobody. And Jack behind his Joker and Stone Cold Grace behind her fan. And me and my frightened silence, thinking I don't understand. I feel like I'm sleeping. Sensibility. I'm just living on nerves and feelings with a weak and a lazy mind. And coming to people's parties, fumbling, deaf, dumb, and blind. I wish I had more sense of humor. Keeping the sadness at bay, throwing the lightness on these things, laughing at all the way. Joni Mitchell has written songs about various types of social issues, but her main theme concerns human emotions. She takes the personal story of her feelings and directly speaks to us as individuals with our own personal yet universally experienced feelings. While Joni Mitchell has her own unique style, she also loves the new, originality, creativity. These are driving forces over her career. And although she stated in interviews that she didn't like looking back over her body of work, she must have changed her mind because in the early 2000s, she rewrote and re-recorded some of her earlier songs. This revisiting was particularly effective, I thought, with the song Both Sides Now, which actually I'd never really taken to. It was on the album Clouds, which was released in 1969, with a simple acoustic guitar accompaniment, played, of course, by Joni. But then, in the year 2000, she re-recorded now with a full orchestra and just Joni's voice, which didn't have the range of her younger self. She's always been a very heavy smoker, by the way. And suddenly, from the first moment I heard the new recording, I loved the song. Her voice, her experience, shows in her interpretation of the lyrics. It just has so much more meaning, so much more pathos. And to demonstrate this, we're now going to listen to both sides now. But the first half is from Clouds, and then I've melded on halfway through from the new rendition. Mm-hmm. 
and you can judge for yourself. Rose and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the Everywhere I've looked at clouds that we but now they only block the sun, they rain and snow on everyone. So many things I would have done, but clouds got in my way. I've looked at clouds from
Joni Mitchell expresses her internal emotional world through her lyrics. When it comes to the specifics of her life, she's actually a private person. She found fame difficult, moving from performance in small folk clubs to giant stadiums where the masses could not be identified as individuals did not suit Joni Mitchell. And when popularity turned to adulation, she was made especially uncomfortable. At one point in the 70s, reeling from overwhelming stardom, she retreated from California to British Columbia and went off-grid. Finally, after about a year, she realised that actually she was more urban than she cared to realise and moved back to California. And I think most of her life, apart from her various periods of travelling, of course, she spends partly in Los Angeles and partly in British Columbia. But enough of this. Let's hear from the woman herself. This is taken from the album released in 1998, Taming the Tiger. And the track is called Harlem in Havana. Step right up, 
very open about her talent, not in a boastful way, but just in an open, direct way. And while that talent has given her the freedom to be creative, it hasn't meant that her life has been free of sorrow, heartbreak, fears. As I've already mentioned, she's had quite a lot of health issues from polio at 10 And in 2015, she had a brain aneurysm and, as far as I know, is still recovering. But also there were other illnesses as well over the years. As a young adult, when she left home, she went to art school, but unfortunately she got pregnant and had to drop out. While Chuck Mitchell knew her child was not his, he offered to marry her and she accepted because illegitimacy was still very much frowned upon. But this wasn't going to work and the baby was put up for adoption. The marriage ended and Joni was virtually destitute and turned to writing poetry, which turned into songs. And the rest, as they say, is history. But the loss of that child is probably by far and away the deepest wound that Joni Mitchell ever endured. Once the child was an adult, Joni tried to find her, but without success. So she even turned to social media, which is not like Joni because she doesn't really engage with computers and the internet and so on. Whether that was the breakthrough or whether it was something else, I'm not entirely sure. The two were reunited. At first, it was thrilling, exciting, full of love, but sadly, even that has had troubled times. Let's have a final piece of music. 
When Joni was recording the last studio album of new material, an album called Shine, it was 2007. And as it happened, the jazz keyboard player Herbie Hancock was also working on a Joni Mitchell album, in essence, because every track was written by her and he asked her and she agreed to sing on one of those tracks. And this is it. It's called The Tea Leaf Prophecy and it's from the album entitled River, The Joni Letters. This song paints the picture of Joni's parents first falling in love. Bodied have shipped away. Pearl McKee gets her tea leaves red. You'll be married in a month, they say. These leaves are crazy. Just look at this town, there's no men left. Just frail old boys and babies talking to teacher in the treble class. Garden in the spring She does the winter shoveling Tokyo Rose is talking on the radio She says I'm leaving here but she don't go Out of the blue just passing through A young flight sergeant On two weeks leave Says Merle McKee No one else will do And he seals the Tilev prophecy All oh, those nights were strong and solemn Private passions and secret stones Nothing about him ticked around And he looked so cute Well, that brings us to the end of this edition. I hope you've enjoyed it and want to go and listen to some more Joni Mitchell. There aren't very many links this week on Facebook, basically because it's easy enough to search for anything about Joni. But I have offered one YouTube video which I thought was particularly finely done. Well, I'll be seeing you in two weeks' time, and I hope you stay well. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now.